0: To another episode of the Average Joe Football Show. I'm your host, Joe Fair. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Bruce Willis's favorite football podcast. Oh, that's right. I'm joined once <laughs> again by my illustrious producer, Joe Teason. How's it going, Joe? It's going swell,
1: swimmingly. Very good. Sip. Uh, it's good. Why, what, Bruce Willis, <laughs> Bru- <laughs> can we start this again? <laughs> yeah, just, Bruce Willis. Yeah. Is he
0: trending right now or no, what's going on? No, I just couldn't think of a name. And uh, you forgot him as the bald guy last week, yeah, didn't you? Yeah, that was, yeah, I really wish I would have drafted him in my oh, bald guy draft man. last week. Him over Vin Diesel I would have taken. Oh, yeah? My wife is the one who reminded me because my wife has a crush on Bruce Willis. Why? I don't know. He's so old now. He's old. Listen. but He's, like, really old now. Yeah, well, listen. Some old guys, they still got it. Bruce Willis still has it, man. You ever seen Die Hard? Yes, I, ha- I have. Well, yeah, I've seen one. How many? Are- is there more than one Die Hard? There's A Good Day to Die Hard, and then there's... No, I have no idea. I've never seen any of the movies. I've never seen it either, and my father-in-law made fun of me because i never seen it. Uh, yeah, they're apparently really good movies. I've yeah. never, uh, my wife is like just all the way into that movie. Like I've never, I think she's, I don't even think she knows that I haven't seen any of the Die Hard movies. But really? Yeah. So. Maybe, wow. know that'll have to be our next project after we watch the Fast and the Furious movies. Is watch the Die Hard movies? Yeah. How many are there? Can we not look this up? I, I think,
1: mean, uh, hey Siri. You don't have to. How many Die Hard movies are there? Here are movies matching Die Hard.
0: Die Hard. Die Hard (laughs) 2. Die Hard 4. What? A Good Day to Die Hard. A Good Day to Die Hard. Die Hard with a Vengeance. No. Do you want to hear the remaining two movies? That's too many. There's no no way. Bruce Willis is not in all those movies. There's no way. I love definitely it. 4. I like that he said Die Hard, Die Hard 2, and then Die Hard 4. It's a good day <laughs> they, to Die Hard. They, that was released in 2013. They didn't... What? Re- oh, wow. But it's just funny. It's funny to imagine that they skipped Die Hard 3. They just went straight to 4. Like, ah, you guys don't want to see 3. We're just going to move <laughs> straight to 4. You don't want to see how 3 ends. <laughs> yeah. We're just going to start 4. <laughs> Uh, yeah, (laughs) that's great. But, um, yeah, Joe, how you, how you been? Uh, Uh, good. Good. Very good. You got anything going on in your life?
1: Oh, okay. What? Getting up to my personal life again. Trying to open up another can of worms. No, we don't
0: have to. Actually, I would prefer to not to, actually. Okay, fine. No, please. Um, I did my first fantasy draft of this season. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is the Average football show. Our fantasy, sorry? Our fantasy draft is starting... Next Sunday. Yeah, next Sunday we're doing our fantasy draft. I'm not going to talk too much about this fantasy draft because it's not the one that's including you. However, I do want your help on something when it comes to my fantasy Is it a name?
1: Yes. Oh,
0: baby. Okay, listen. I have two players that... So I drafted a pretty decent team. I think they're a very good team. I have a lot of good receivers. The two main players that I want to potentially name my team after, CeeDee Lamb or... Christian McCaffrey. I had the first pick in the draft, so I took Christian McCaffrey first you CD overall. CD rolling. Hey. I think my wife came up with that same name yesterday. They see, they CD rolling. They CD rolling. Yeah. Okay. I have a few ideas. Okay. Okay. CD Lamb. His name is CD Lamb. Yeah. Silence of the Lamb. I don't know what you think about that. CD of the Lamb. Yeah. Well, oh, CD of the Lamb. That's not bad. Between two CDs? Between two... Isn't it firm? CD on a hill? CD... <laughs> What is that even? What is that? The tale of two CDs. That's what. <laughs> no, that's, what it is. that's actually quite good. Yeah. The tale of two CDs. That's, I quite like that. I quite enjoy that. The tale of two CDs. That's good. I had um Lamb Theft Auto was one that I <laughs> oh, thought of. Oh, nice. Yeah. Also, um, um, so McCaffrey. Yeah. Uh, Me, McCaffrey, is Sue Caffrey. I don't know what you think about that one,
1: McCaffrey and okay. Yeah, I like that. That's yeah. a good one.
0: Isn't that pretty good? That is really good. Um, yeah, I don't know. Those are just a few names. I'm wondering which one you think is the best one. one I should name my uh, Tale of Two CDs. Tale no. of Two CDs is no. pretty pretty dang good. I don't
1: want to. I don't want to like steal the show or like take your thunder or anything.
0: Yeah, no. Tale of um, two. <laughs> the only problem I think is that it may be a little long. Just do Tale of Tale of the number two, two, CDs. CDs. My wife also had one yesterday that was really good, but it was quite long. I Dude, think it was mine st- last year was Rage Against the Machine. Hmm. So, I guess, but Tale of that's like four words. Rage Against. Okay, that's four words as well. Yeah, I'm not quick with that stuff, man. <laughs> okay? You're dumb with that stuff. I'm dumb with that stuff. Um. Oh man, I my wife had a really good one yesterday. What was it? <sighs> Shoot. I don't know. I'm never gonna remember it now. But it was also really good, but it was like way longer than the one that you just hang on. I'm gonna we'll be right back on the pot. I'm gonna see what it was. Are you calling her?
1: Yeah.
0: Hello? Hey, what was that one fantasy name that you came up with yesterday that was really good?
1: Now you see the now you don't? Now you see now you <laughs> don't. Yes,
0: that was it right there. <laughs> That was perfect, perfect. I think you're going to be on the podcast now, so... Okay, you want me to come in, or just, like, phone call? Well, or? no, this this was the podcast. Right, okay. Yeah, so, anyways, I'll talk to you later. Bye, <laughs> well, I love you. Too. Yeah, I love you, too. Yeah, now you CD, now you don't. That's very good. I thought good. that was pretty good. That is hilarious. Uh, I'm trying to think of, like, um, like something with McCaff, mcaf- like, caffeinate, like, caffeinated, like, caffeinated, McCaffinated... McCaff like hurts. Decaf, like CD calf. Yeah, it was dumb. What was that? What was yours? Nothing.
1: Okay. Macaf. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh,
0: nah, that one's not as good. CD. There's a lot more you can do with CD. Yeah, CD's uh, like a good one. Now you CD, now you don't. We got the tale of two CDs. <laughs> I just find that one very funny. I don't know why they love do CDs, uh, and then you got the lamb. You can do Silence of the Lamb or CD of
1: the Lamb. It's funny, because actually when I was in Africa, okay. the, uh, the Ghanaian, and I was in Ghana, <laughs> Africa, the, the currency they have in Africa is actually called the CD. CD, yeah. CD's. Okay. And, Anyways, and, and the, the coins, like the cents, team. is like dollars and cents, and so it'd be like five, like five CDs and 25 pesewas. <laughs> What Pesewas. 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 Okay. That's like the cents. And yeah. then the dollars is CDs. Okay. Thank you. Maybe that could be your name. Five dollars and twenty five pesos. <laughs> you, you, five CDs you and twenty five CDs. No. You said five, Let five me try. dollars. Five CDs and twenty five Pesewas. Pesewas or whatever. Oh
0: man. That's crazy, bro. No one asked, though. What? What? <laughs> no. Um, no, man. Yeah, that's really good. I think you should take "Tale of Two CDs. "Tale of Two CDs is pretty good. I might that might actually be the name. No, don't do it just because I said it, though. No, that's really good. I I, I like that. I th- my best one that I was gonna go with was um was w- like I I really like the the Lamb Theft Auto. I that, that was, was pretty. I good. I thought that was pretty good. Oh, I also had another one. Uh, Vice CD. C- lamp Theft auto Vice CD. If it, if Are you kidding long. me? That's incredible. <laughs> auto Again, a little CD. long. That's really good. Ugh. Oh, man. That's nice, man. I can't wait to make a team, dude. Yeah, man. Another one I thought of, uh, and I don't want to do this one because I might potentially trade this player at some point, but I have Adam Thielen. So I thought uh, I got a Thielen. Or hooked on a feeling. I, I think was, you did that. I think you mentioned that last year. I think that was in my pod last yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So it's not that funny. But I think then. it's something like feeling myself. Yeah. No, I think it was. like,
1: uh, I got a feeling. I got a feeling. Yeah. Or feeling on, that feels so
0: right. A feel. Thi- a feel. Thi- a feeling. I got a feel. Thi- uh, uh. Anyways. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I have some thinking to do. I really do like the Tale of Two CD, but also Lamb Theft Auto Vice CD. CD is very... That actually might have to be my name. I know it's like insanely long. but Do they not let you do it that long? I don't know. We can find out. Lamb Theft Auto Vice CD. That is <laughs> incredible, man. <laughs> I'm going to see if I can type that into. Uh, anyways, we are going to talk football at some point, real football at some point today. Um, and we're going to talk some news, so much news that happened in the last few weeks. And then I'm going to give you guys a quick rundown of my top 10 quarterbacks going to 2021. So there's that to look forward to. All right. Lamp Theft Auto Vice CD it works. And I think that's going to be, that's good. That's, I think that's going to be the name. That's pretty good. Unless we can come up with something better at some point, but Lamp Theft Auto Vice CD is the name of. Of my fantasy football team that I just drafted on yesterday. Well, Sunday. If you're listening to this, not on. Well, you can't listen to this on Monday because we're recording it right now. <laughs> but, Joe, unless you have anything else you want to talk about. I don't. Okay, fair enough. Then we're going to jump right into the news. <laughs> First up in the news, we got the Panthers signing wide receiver, Robbie Anderson, to a two-year, $29.3 million contract extension. The 28-year-old receiver is coming off his first 1,000-yard season with the Carolina Panthers last year. Uh, His first year in the NFL under head coach Matt Rule, Uh, and he's got a familiar face there in Carolina, throwing him the football with Sam Darnold uh, now in Carolina. I like Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson uh, is one of the premier like deep threats, like speed receivers in the NFL. Uh, I like his potential. I like him in Carolina. Uh, I like the weapons that they have there, even with Curtis Samuel leaving. Him, DJ Moore, obviously Christian McCaffrey. Uh, there's some weapons there for uh, Sam Darnold and for this Carolina Panthers offense. And Robbie Anderson could be uh, a huge part of that offense. Uh, I, I like him probably even more than DJ Moore. I think I would I would peg him potentially as the number one receiver on that team. But yeah, Robbie Anderson, even when he, when he was with the Jets, I remember him having some huge games with Sam Darnold. So it'll be interesting to see how those two uh, coincide once again in Carolina. But speaking of contract extensions, we had another contract extension this past week and it was the Vikings signing former All-Pro slash Pro Bowl safety Harrison Smith to a four-year $64 million contract. I was actually kind of surprised about this contract extension just because Harrison Smith Is 32 years old. He's not young, but that being said, he's been one of the best safeties in the NFL the past few years. Uh, Might have fallen off a little bit these last few years, but still, I I would say one of the better safeties in the NFL uh, and such a big part of that defense. So, a good re signing there for the Mike Zimmer led uh Vikings defense and then moving over to some injury news that we had this past week. We don't want to talk about injury news, but we have to talk about two key running backs going down uh, for this this season, which sucks. I mean I, I feel like this this offseason we've we've been okay with injuries. We didn't get these huge uh you know devastating injuries to like superstars per se. I mean, we had some, like Dak Prescott. We don't know exactly what's going on, but he looks to be ready for week one. And now Carson Wentz looks like he's potentially back for week one as well. But this week we got some really tough news from a from a couple of uh, young running backs. First up, Travis Etienne, the rookie running back for the Jacksonville Jaguars, is going to be placed on IR and miss the entire uh, entirety of his rookie season with uh, Liz Frank surgery, which I had to look that up, but Liz Frank is a foot injury, so obviously the foot being a, a, a fairly important thing to a running back, um, that really sucks. Uh, as much as I bash this draft pick um, of Travis Etienne, just because I didn't like the, the, the position in which they drafted him and the fact that they already had James Robinson, Uh, I think Travis Etienne has the ability to be a really good player and it would have been fun to see him alongside his college quarterback Trevor Lawrence there in Jacksonville but we'll have to wait an extra year to see that as he's going to be sitting out the whole rookie season. That's tough. It's tough to to sit out your first full season in the NFL with injury. Um, I really hope he can bounce back because I think if he does bounce back he can be one of the you know, one of these these explosive playmakers. I mean, all he did in college was hit huge home run plays for the Clemson Tigers. So wishing him a speedy recovery uh, and hopefully he's back even better uh, in his second year in the NFL. And then another young running back, a second year runner who is going to miss the entirety of the 2021 NFL season is J.K. Dobbins, the running back for the Baltimore Ravens. Unfortunately, he tore his ACL um, in their final preseason game, the preseason game which got them to 20 straight wins in the preseason, which is an NFL record, which is incredible for the for the Baltimore Ravens to win 20 in a row, 20 pointless games, but it's still kind of a cool little tidbit. But I'm sure they would give up that win uh, if it meant that they would get jk dobbins for the season this sucks jk dobbins was really gonna this was gonna be his year that he jumped into that leading running back role uh last year he had uh he had obviously mark ingram there although mark ingram didn't get a whole ton a whole ton a whole lot of uh of play there near the end of the season but he was still a factor there and gus edwards uh was a factor as well Uh, but I, i really think this would have been jk dobbins um, season to to be that lead runner in an offense that is so dependent on a strong run game to lose J.K. Dobbins it is really tough. Um, but if there's any team that I think can survive. Uh, an injury like this, I think it is Baltimore. You still would love to see J.K. Dobbins out there. I think he's he's a very talented running back, and he's got a little bit more ability than, I think, a guy like Gus Edwards, who's going to be the number one back there in Baltimore. I think he's got a little bit more ability as far as hitting the bigger home run plays than a guy like Gus Edwards. but. If anything, if any team can survive it, it is this team. They have uh, a really good offensive line. And they, they're just year in and year out since Lamar Jackson has been there, they've been like the number one running offense, rushing offense in the NFL. Um, so Gus Edwards, probably a decent pickup in fantasy football. And obviously, they still have Lamar Jackson, who is. Probably, the, I heard somebody on ESPN say that he's the best running back and the best quarterback on that team, and that's probably true. I mean, a lot of people like the joke that Lamar Jackson is just a running back, and maybe we'll talk about him later when I talk about my 10 best quarterbacks in the NFL. But obviously, as long as you still have Lamar Jackson, uh, you still have the ability to have a dynamic running game. But it's been really tough for for young running backs and injuries this 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 preseason. We obviously saw before the preseason even started, uh, we saw Cam Akers go down with a season-ending injury. He tore his Achilles, and now to have J.K. Dobbins and Travis Etienne go down, it's been a tough preseason for young running backs, and we hope they can all make a speedy recovery and all be as explosive uh, as as they have been or as we, we know that they can be in the future. Then on to the next news item, and I'm just going to go over a bunch of quarterback battles, some that have, have been settled, some have not been settled, uh, but we've talked about these at length the last, really, two episodes of the podcast, all the quarterback battles that happened this preseason. We're not going to talk too much about the preseason games that went on this uh, this past weekend. To be honest, I didn't watch a whole lot of the preseason games that went on this past weekend. I, I was quite busy uh, with... with Prior arrangement, so I didn't I didn't get to watch a whole lot uh, of preseason football, but I will talk about some of the battles. Um, The Saints and Sean Payton, the head coach there of the New Orleans Saints, officially named Jameis Winston. As the week one starter against the Packers Uh, and this was something that I think a lot of us saw coming for a while I've talked about it a few times on this podcast how Jameis Winston was kind of everybody kind of felt like Jameis Winston was going to be the starter there Uh, and then while we were recording last week's episode uh, Joe and I were watching Monday Night Football and he absolutely lit it up against the Jacksonville Jaguars and I think that kind of cemented I don't know so much for Sean Payton but definitely in the eyes of the public it cemented Jameis Winston as as the starter there in New Orleans and I'm, I'm intrigued to see if Sean Payton can really get the best of him if he can cut down on those turno- turnovers and it's I don't think it's going to be easy for Jameis Winston whether it's week one against a, a very good uh, Packers team in, in and in a pretty good secondary there obviously with J- Jair Alexander um, I think that it's gonna to be tough because Michael Thomas is not gonna be there probably for half the season, if not more. Um, they don't have a whole lot at wide receiver. Alvin Kamara is really it as far as like elite receiving threats. So it, it's gonna to be tough for Jameis Winston, but the the 27 year old uh, signal caller uh, has the ability to revive his career in New Orleans. And if he has an incredible season, you know he's he's due for uh, that big contract extension that he's never gotten before but it'll be interesting to see how that plays out in new orleans and the broncos also named a starter this past week they announced that teddy bridgewater will be starting week one against the new york giants uh this was a bit of a surprise that they announced it this this past week um i always felt that the better scenario for the broncos for bronco fans was that drew lock was the starter and I and I like Teddy Bridgewater. I think Teddy Bridgewater is a good quarterback. Um I just feel like you we know who Teddy Bridgewater is. We know what he is. We know he is, you know, he's a fine quarterback. He's a game managing quarterback, but as Broncos fans, you had to have wanted Drew Locke to take that next step and become the starter and, and win the job against a pretty good quarterback. Like Teddy Bridgewater, for as much as people say and you know, and I you know, I'm not trying to hate on him. He's 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 a good NFL quarterback. It would have been nice to see Drew Locke take the job away. And early on in the preseason, I really thought that it was Drew Locke's job. He played really well in that first preseason game. But the past two preseason games, Teddy Bridgewater's come out, played really well, uh, and I think he impressed a lot of guys. And I think Vic Fangio, he talked about in, in his press conference that this is the kind of quarterback. Uh, you know, this is the kind of quarterback that Vic Fangio wants. He doesn't want a guy who's going to go out there and risk it all and throw these interceptions. He wants a guy that's going to manage the game, a guy that's you know he might not make these impressive plays, but he's just not going to make things hard on the de- on the defense. He, he you know this team is going to be built around that defense, and they have a very good defense, and they have the best defensive coordinator in the NFL as their head coach in Vic Fangio. Um, so. It it, the the Broncos, I think, will be an interesting team to watch this upcoming season because if Teddy Bridgewater can all of a sudden, you know we get the best version of Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, Maybe it's a little bit of an enhanced version of what we saw uh, in Carolina last year. I thought he played pretty well at times in Carolina, but if we get, you know, a a really good version of Teddy Bridgewater and it's possible with the weapons like Jerry Judy, like Cortland Sutton, uh, Javante Williams, the rookie that they drafted, Noah Fant at the tight end position. um, You know, there's weapons on, on that offense for them to be really good. This Broncos team has one of the more talented rosters in the NFL. So if Teddy Bridgewater can just do enough, I wouldn't be shocked to see the Broncos competing for a playoff spot late into the season, maybe even potentially making uh, the playoffs as a wild card uh, playoff team. But then on to a couple teams that have yet, as of recording this, have not announced their starter, Um, although one of them might have been resolved just due to injury. San Francisco, uh, Cal Shanahan, the head coach, did not announce the starting quarterback uh, at this point. However, this evening we actually got word that uh, Trey Lance is, gonna, is dealing with an injury, some sort of chip on uh, a bone in his hand, and he's going to miss at least a week with that injury. So that kind of tells you that Jimmy Garoppolo is most likely going to be the starter for week one uh, of the NFL season. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Trey Lance comes back. A week from now is still you know time to come back, but I, I would be surprised if Trey Lance is starting week one i think jimmy garoppolo that's his job to lose at this point Uh, i think they've both played okay in the preseason they've had their moments um but jimmy garoppolo looks to be the starter there but nothing's been announced in san francisco at this time as of monday night when we're recording this and then on to new england also bill belichick refusing to announce who his starting quarterback is going to be for week one um cam newton and Mac Jones have have both played quite well at times. Mac Jones, according to a lot of people, has has thoroughly outplayed um, Cam Newton both in training camps and in preseason games I've been really impressed by Mac Jones throughout this preseason and apparently he's really impressed in training camp and Tom Curran uh, the writer for NBC Sports Boston actually said there is no reason for Mac Jones based on training camp based on preseason there's no reason why Mac Jones shouldn't be the starter there and this is one that you know from the from the beginning when when they drafted Mac Jones I was convinced you know, Cam Newton was going to be the starter there. And I think up until the preseason really started, it seemed like Cam Newton was a starter. Bill Belichick even said Cam Newton was the starter, uh, announced that Cam Newton was going to be the starter. And now Bill Belichick, is, he's hes not announcing that. And this is intriguing. I would, I'm very curious to see what happens here with this one. Who's starting week one against the Dolphins? Will it be Mac Jones playing against... Uh, his former teammate at Alabama into a tongue a low, or will it be Cam Newton? Um, definitely interesting and we'll keep an eye on that one. Andy Dalton we talked about already. Nothing's changed there. He is still projected to be uh, he's been announced by Matt Nagy to be the starter against the Los Angeles Rams uh, in week one. And then on to another uh, competition that was ended this weekend, Trevor Lawrence was named the starter for the Jacksonville Jaguars Uh, head coach Urban Meyer announced this past week he will start week one versus the Houston Texans what a good way to start off your career against probably the worst team in the NFL and speaking of that competition Trevor Lawrence won it the other guy that was in competition with him and in Competition in air quotes. We all knew this was Trevor Lawrence's job from the beginning. Gardner Minshew did not play well enough this preseason, and he did not play well enough to even stay on the roster as he was traded to the Philadelphia Eagles for a sixth-round pick. He'll now become the third-string quarterback there in Philadelphia. And I tweeted as soon as this... Um, as soon as this trade I don't, actually I don't even know if I tweeted I texted my our good buddy Joel who we've had on the podcast a few times. I I texted him and said Gardner Minshew will start at least 8 games this season for the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, I've talked about it a few times I'm not entirely uh, very high on the Eagles going into the season and I wouldn't be surprised if Gardner Minshew is starting a significant amount of games. Gardner Minshew I still think is a good quarterback. I like Gardner Minshew. I loved Minshew Mania. That was a fun time. And I think that he's a good enough quarterback to start some games there for the Eagles. But he uh you'll have to not only surpass Jalen Hurts, but before that, he'll have to get past Joe Flacco there in Philadelphia. Then on to a few more trades that happened this past week. And we had Sony Michelle, the former first-round running back who was selected one slot before Lamar Jackson by the New England Patriots, has been traded to the Los Angeles Rams for a uh for a couple of uh, of late round picks um Sony Michelle was most likely not going to make this roster which is a little crazy to think just a few years ago he was that first round pick but it really seemed like he was becoming the odd man out there uh in that running back room there in New England they obviously have Damien Harris, who really came into his own last season. Uh, James White is still there. And then Ramondre Stevenson has had an incredible preseason. He's, he's been one of the biggest stories of the preseason. And it really just seemed like Sony Michel was the odd man out. Um, he hasn't really shown to be that first round running back that they drafted in 2018. Oh, I think it was 2018. Um, and I'm sure, I'm sure. Uh, if you if you asked Bill Belichick, if you hooked them up to a lie detector test, he would be uh, he would he would probably tell you that he would much rather have had Lamar Jackson. But we talked about earlier um, Cam Akers, the injury that happened to him uh, before the preseason there for the Los Angeles Rams and, and how that affected that running back room there in Los Angeles. And now they have another body out there um, as the um, the guy that I always forget, Darius Williams, I think his name is. Uh, the running back that was currently slotted to be uh, the starter there in Los Angeles he's been dealing with some injuries I think he's got a thumb injury so uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Sony Michelle get some significant uh you know reps there in the first few weeks of the season for Los Angeles and then over to the New York football Jets and they, lost Carl Lawson, the edge rusher, to a season-ending injury just a few weeks ago, and they've traded for another pass rusher with the last name Lawson. And Shaq Lawson, they trade uh, for Lawson from the Houston Texans for a 2022 sixth-round pick. Lawson was just traded this offseason from the Miami Dolphins to the Houston Texans for linebacker Bernardrick McKinney, who was actually just cut this evening. Uh, so not only is Shaq Lawson not on the team that he got traded to this offseason, but Bernardrick McKinney is no longer even on the Dolphins, the team that traded for him. Uh, so that trade is essentially null and void at this point. But the Texans get a six-round pick, uh, and the Jets get a pass rusher, and they who they desperately need is Shaq Lawson. Is not an elite pass rusher. He's not you know, going to get you 10 sacks he might get you 10 sacks on on at his absolute peak but most likely he's going to be more of a six seven sack guy at most Uh, a a pretty good run defender uh you know a good not great player but they needed more bodies there at the edge rusher position and uh and they got a, a pretty good player in Shaq Lawson and real quick the final item of the news and we're back on Deshaun Watson more Chaos came out this week about the Deshaun Watson situation. Um, and this happened on Saturday morning. Charles Robinson of Yahoo Sports, the senior writer there at Yahoo Sports, reported early um, on Saturday that the Miami Dolphins have become the front runners. Two-land quarterback Deshaun Watson. He also said teams like the Eagles, the Panthers, and the Broncos were teams that were interested, but some of those teams had dropped out uh, just because the asking price from the Houston, Texans is still too high. He said that the the asking asking price from the Texans still seems to be three first-round picks and two second-round picks, which is absolutely absurd. I I I would probably eat my own shoe. If if the Texans would get three first round picks and two second round picks for Deshaun Watson. But as far as the Dolphins being the front runner for Deshaun Watson, I tweeted when this news came out. I said, Are we seriously doing this again? Because as a Dolphins fan, we got all excited. Tua was looking really good. Going going into the regular season. He played really good in the preseason. Uh, all the Dolphins fans were able to get behind him. Uh, we're excited. Uh, he's looking good. He's going to be better in year two. And then this news comes out again. And we have to deal with the fact that Deshaun Watson could potentially end up on the Dolphins. The Dolphins could give up significant draft capital for a guy that probably won't even see the field in 2021. A guy that we have no idea where he's going to be anytime soon. Uh, Deshaun Watson obviously still still dealing with um, not only not wanting to be in Houston, but just a slew of legal issues as far as sexual assault allegations go. He's got 20-plus sexual assault allegations from different massage therapists. Um, He's got criminal complaints against him. And um, just just a messy, messy situation. And I can understand why why the Dolphins are doing this. They're trying to get a Maserati for the price of a Honda Civic. They're trying to get Deshaun Watson at his absolute lowest value. They're trying to get really good value for a top five NFL quarterback. And and all the legal stuff aside, Deshaun Watson is a top five NFL quarterback. And if it wasn't for all these legal issues. Deshaun Watson would have been traded, and he probably would have been traded to Miami months ago. We had Jeremy Klump on, a, uh, probably about a month back, uh, and and Jeremy said the same thing. We both were in agreement that he would be a member of the Miami Dolphins if not for all the legal issues. Um, and and I truly believe that. Uh, and and Charles Robinson basically reported that the Dolphins are still very much interested. They're they're the only team. That did not say that they were not, they were not not interested in Deshaun Watson. So uh, he apparently has some high-ranking um, sources in these organizations. So take from that what you will. But to me, with this situation for the Dolphins. It's frustrating for me. Uh, I I was texting with Joel, who I just talked about, and saying I honestly just wish that Deshaun Watson would retire at this point because having this looming over everything is exhausting at times. Because you you think you have an idea of how things are going with certain teams, and and, and you think you have a feel of the way that things are gonna go, and then all of a sudden more Deshaun Watson news comes out, and it kind of just it's just this shadow casting over everything on this 2020 and uh, 2021 NFL season. Um, but for the Dolphins, I think there's two scenarios. In, in Honestly, I've gotten to the point where I truly believe this is going to happen at some point. I truly believe, I can just feel it. I, I don't know what it is. I can feel it in the air. I, I feel like Deshaun Watson is going to end up on the Dolphins. And the Dolphins fans are going to have to somehow figure out how to deal with, how to feel about all of this. How to feel about acquiring a, a an elite quarterback that has off the field issues, uh, and for me, there's two there's two scenarios I think that this that this could end up. The first being best case scenario: Deshaun Watson is traded to the Dolphins. Um, he comes to a settlement with all these women. Um, they figure this out. Um, he, he settles, or or they all settle, uh, he pays these women, the, these allegations go away, and let's say, fast forward three years from now, Deshaun Watson's a top five quarterback, he's an all-pro quarterback, everybody forgets all about these allegations, and I know that sounds harsh, to say forget about these allegations, and I'm not saying that's the right thing to do, I'm just saying that's what happens for really good football players, is people forget. Nobody talks about Big Ben's uh, sexual assault Uh, allegations anymore nobody talks about zeke elliott's uh, sexual assault allegations nobody talks about antonio brown and his in his off the field issues when michael vick was tearing up the league with the eagles there for a bit people forgot about what he did um as far as fighting dogs you know people if you're a good enough football player people forget and I think that's what the Dolphins are hoping for: is that this stuff goes away if they trade for Deshaun Watson and he plays so well, and a few years from now people forget. And Deshaun Watson, who's been, uh, you know, a model citizen up until this point, uh, gets back to that image. Obviously, behind the scenes, he was not a model citizen, unless and, and again, allegedly he wasn't. I'm not going to implicate him. I, I I don't I don't have the the legal uh, prowess to do that, but. Um, Dolphins are hoping that that is what happens. However, worst-case scenario for the Dolphins is they trade three first-round picks for Deshaun Watson, and Deshaun Watson ends up in prison because he's got some some criminal complaints. It's not just civil lawsuits anymore. He's got criminal complaints. So you trade three first-round picks for a quarterback that ends up in prison, and now that is the worst Move in the history of sports. If the Dolphins trade significant assets, and a lot of it is uh, that's being talked about right now, is that teams that want to trade for Deshaun Watson, they want they want protections on these draft picks. That if Deshaun Watson doesn't play, that you know they don't have to give up these draft picks. Uh, we'll see how that works. But if the Dolphins give up significant draft capital, and now they've they've completely moved on from Tua, whether or not Tua is there, and they're still. I think, very reasonable expectation that if Deshaun Watson gets traded to uh, Miami, that Tua's going to stay there because the Texans don't seem interested in Tua and the Dolphins might just say, hey, Tua can just play until Watson's ready. But now you've disgruntled Tua. Tua probably doesn't want to be there anymore. Deshaun Watson's in prison and now you have egg all over your face. This probably ends up with Brian Flores being fired, Chris Greer being fired, and you'd probably set your franchise back a decade. If this doesn't work out because you gave up all this draft capital for a guy that won't even play for you because he is a criminal. And again, this is just saying the worst case scenario. I'm not saying that Deshaun Watson is guilty of these things. I'm not saying that he's innocent of these things. I'm just saying, worst case scenario, this happens. So to me, this is such an incredibly messy situation. But yet, I just feel like it's going to happen. At some point, Deshaun Watson, I've been refreshing my phone over and over and over and over again to see if it's going to happen because I just feel like it's going to happen. Deshaun Watson, I think, is going to end up on the Dolphins. And I'm going to have to try to figure out how to deal with having a franchise quarterback finally one that we've been looking for forever except now we have all these caveats all these asterisks uh and it's it's frustrating and it's exhausting and i wish this deshaun watson news would just would just come to a close but i think we got a long way to go folks with the deshaun watson news and then to close out the show I'm just going to go over real quick my top 10 quarterbacks. Uh, I'm not going to spend too much time just because, honestly, I didn't have a whole lot of time to prep for these top 10 quarterbacks. But I promised you guys last week that I would do my top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL. Things are ins- insanely busy in life right now. and am hoping think that things will slow down a little bit as the NFL season uh, picks up. But my top 10 quarterbacks, the reason I did top 10 this year, I did top 5 last year. I think top 10 is just harder. It's harder to to, to, it's harder to pick 10 guys than it is to pick. I think a top five, a lot of people would have very similar top fives. Although I do feel like my top five might be a little different than some people's top fives. But top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL. Why don't we just start off with number 10? And I think this is where, you know, things might already get a little bit controversial. My tenth best quarterback. And by the way, I'm projecting in 2021. This to me is the best quarterbacks in 2021. So we're, we're not count what well, we are partially counting what they did last year, but we're, we're, we're taking that and we're translating it into this year, how they're going to play this year with what they have this year. <clears throat> so it's about 2021 and in and, and 2022. And, and obviously those two seasons combined, my number 10 quarterback of 2021, is Ryan Tannehill. That's right, Ryan Tannehill, the former Miami Dolphins quarterback, currently the quarterback of the Tennessee Titans, and you might think, Ryan Tannehill as a top 10 quarterback, are you insane? And um, yeah, I just, I, I might be, but to me, Ryan Tannehill has been incredibly underrated the last few years, and I think a lot of people saw what he did or the lack of what he did a couple of years ago in the playoffs and said oh Ryan Tannehill is just a game manager Ryan Tannehill is just a guy that's carried by Derrick Henry and although at at times maybe that's true the last two years Ryan Tannehill has been one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL uh, and that's not even over exaggerating so last year Ryan Tannehill threw for 3,800 yards 33 touchdowns. He also had seven rushing touchdowns, so 40 total touchdowns. And he also had how many interceptions? As I look that up right now, seven interceptions. So just an incredibly efficient quarterback. He's one of the best deep passers in the NFL, um, which is something that I think he's incredibly overrated, uh, underrated rather in is his deep passing ability. And now you add to that Julio Jones. And then you have uh, A.J. Brown, who was already there uh, last year. Um, Just that really good receiving core. Um, Then Derrick Henry. Obviously, Derrick Henry is a huge help. And when you have Derrick Henry and you can throw in those play-action plays, that makes things so much easier on Ryan Tannehill. And I think Ryan Tannehill is going to have himself a a really good year. Obviously, he's my number 10 quarterback uh, of 2021. And then moving on to my number 9 quarterback, And this is a guy we talked about a little bit earlier, uh, and it's Lamar Jackson, the quarterback, not running back for the Baltimore Ravens. And I know a lot of haters, a lot of people are going to say, he's not a quarterback, he's not a quarterback, he's a running back, he's a running back. And to me, I get that, I get the running thing, he runs, he's he's ran for a thousand yards uh, in two straight seasons. And if he had started his old rookie season, he would have ran for a thousand yards that season. And to me, he's just a different kind of quarterback. He's not, not a quarterback just because he runs the ball. He was the 2019 MVP, obviously. Uh, last year he, um, he only played 15 games. He didn't play the entire season he had, uh, took, honestly, he did take a step back. And I think last year he was a top five quarterback for me. I ranked him as a top five quarterback this year. He's at number nine. So he did take a step back, but Lamar Jackson, his running ability, his explosiveness, uh, there's no other quarterback that has that. He, he has that, um, that ability to, to take, take the football at 80 yards to the house on any play. Well, any play that is at the 20 yard line anyways, um, but that ability, um, and, and he's a good enough passer. I think he still can improve, and I think he's shown improvements at times. And if he can improve, I do worry a little bit about the lack of weapons. Rashad Bateman, uh, the rookie who they drafted, uh, struggling with injury. Uh, Sammy Watkins, you're hoping, can have a bounce back year. Uh, Mar- Marquise Brown hasn't really, you know, showed up big um, yet uh, consistently for this team. But uh, Lamar Jackson, uh, he had 26 touchdowns last year, um, only uh, nine interceptions, but he also had 1,000 yards on the ground. And how many touchdowns on the ground? He had seven touchdowns. So he's, he's like I said, a different kind of quarterback. Him and Ryan Tannehill, very different. Although Ryan Tannehill is athletic, uh, nobody uh, at the quarterback position is, athletic, is as athletic as Lamar Jackson. And then on to number eight And that's Justin Herbert, uh, the second year quarterback, makes the top 10. That's impressive for a second year quarterback to be a top 10 NFL quarterback. Some might have him ranked higher. I know a lot of people are really, really high on Justin Herbert. And obviously a phenomenal season last year. Broke basically every rookie passing record in the book. Um, Passed for over 4,000 yards uh, and just was an incredibly efficient quarterback. Uh, I am expecting minor regression there's a couple him and him and uh, another quarterback that we'll, we'll talk about a little bit later i i just feel like they're gonna regress a little bit to the mean and that's not saying that they're gonna be terrible quarterbacks i still obviously uh, i rank justin herbert as my number eight quarterback in the nfl ahead of former MVP Lamar Jackson, but his efficiency on third down, his efficiency against the Blitz, there are things that have been proven to be hard to duplicate. So this season, we'll see. Maybe he will just duplicate it. Maybe he's just amazing. And, you know, the Chargers have a franchise quarterback for 20 years. And I think there's a very good chance that he is a franchise quarterback for 20 years. But he played really impressive last year. So Justin Herbert's my number eight quarterback in 2021 in the NFL And on to number seven, and it's Matthew Stafford uh, of the Los Angeles Rams. And I am completely bought in on Matthew Stafford heading into 2021. I bought in on this Los Angeles Rams team. Matthew Stafford finally will have a chance to, 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 you know, Prove doubters wrong to 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 play on an actual winning team. He's played with the Lions for so many years. Last year in 16 games, he passed for over 4,000 yards, uh, 26 touchdowns, along with 10 interceptions, um, and he's just a consistently good quarterback. I'm I'm really excited for Matthew Stafford, and I can't wait to watch his Rams team. Him, Robert Woods, uh Cooper Cup, who are you know, those two are are one of the more underrated wide receiver duos in the NFL. And then you add Sean McVay, the best offensive mind in football. Uh it's it's an exciting thing, and I think we're gonna see fireworks from this offense at times. You add in Deshaun Jackson, who I didn't mention earlier when I talked about the receivers, but that big playability, even if it's only for two games because he's always injured. I think that excites me. So Matthew Stafford, my number seven. And then number six, I have Dak Prescott. He was a guy that I was extremely high on last year. I think I had him ranked at number five, or in my top five anyways. But Dak Prescott, um, coming off a, a brutal injury you hope that he can recover. And if he does, I have no doubt in my mind, he'll be a top 10 NFL quarterback. And I think by the end of the season, he could be a top three NFL quarterback if everything breaks well. Um, but the guys in front of him are just, it's too hard right now to to put them uh, lower than Dak Prescott just because of the the, the talent at the, at the top five quarterback positions. But Dak Prescott just misses out on the top five. He was on a Torrid hot pace before he suffered that injury last year. I picked him to win MVP this year. Will I do it next? Ne- will I do it next week when we predict uh, the the NFL awards? I don't know. You'll have to tune in next week. But Dak Prescott uh, is my number six. And then we get into my top five quarterbacks and number five, and this is this might be controversial, but I have Josh Allen at number five. Josh Allen's season last year was absolutely Bonkers and it was after an offseason that I along with many many people you know completely counted out Josh Allen I'm not gonna lie uh, I was a certified Josh Allen hater last year and what did he do he passed for 4500 yards he threw for 37 touchdowns to 10 interceptions and then on the ground he also rushed for eight touchdowns I mean what an incredible what an incredible season from Josh Allen last year! Uh, it would have been MVP if not for Aaron Rodgers, who—spoiler alert—we're going to talk a little bit later about on this podcast. But Josh Allen, uh, he's a guy that another guy like Justin Herbert that I could see regressing, and that's why I have him at number five and not and not higher. And again, regression does not mean they're going to be a bum like I thought Josh Allen would be last year. Um, regression just means you know you just can't possibly play as good as Josh Allen did last year for an extended period of time, right? I mean, maybe he can, maybe he can. But uh Josh Allen, number 5, the number 4 Russell Wilson, um this is one of the guys who just, you know, I put him over Josh Allen just because of longevity. He's done it for longer. I tr- I can trust him, you know, he in and, and I love the weapons there in Seattle. Uh DK Metcalf I think is going to develop into one of the top receivers in the NFL. Tyler Lockett, so fun to watch. Um, Chris Carson out of the backfield. And then Gerald Everett, the new tight end they brought in from Los Angeles. He's been a hot name in training camp. So Russell Wilson at number four. And then we get into my top three. And this is where things get a little bit interesting. I think we all know who number one is going to be. So we won't... I don't know. There's no surprise there. I think everybody, everybody should have the same number one. But for me, number two and number three are the ones that... I, I might get a little backlash from because number three, I have Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, the defending MVP. Uh, and then my number two, I'm just going to say them both at the same time, is Tom Brady. Um, and people might think this is insane, uh, especially after Aaron Rodgers came off came off of a an incredible MVP season, a revenge season. I rooted so hard for Aaron Rodgers last year. But the way I'm looking at it, is if I want a quarterback for one game to win me one game, who do I want? Is it Aaron Rodgers or is it Tom Brady? And honestly, it's Tom Brady. And you look at what Tom Brady... I don't feel like people understand how good Tom Brady was last year. Just because these they started out slow and Tom Brady didn't really pick up the offense. He's admitted to that now uh, this offseason. He, he apparently had a sprained MCL all of last season as well. Um, you look at... At how well he played last year. And at 43 years of age, he was one of the best deep ball passers in the NFL, which is something that people for years, years, thought he didn't have the arm to throw deep anymore. And then he just was one of the best deep ball passers in the NFL. And Aaron Rodgers, obviously, an incredible deep ball passer. Aaron Rodgers has an has a way better arm than Tom Brady has ever had. But Tom Brady, by winning the Super Bowl again, has proven to me that he's not done. He, he is, he's, I mean, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh, and, and he's a guy, if you want to win one game, he's going to win you that one game. And it's that winning mentality. And it's how well he played and the weapons that he's going in with this, this season uh, with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, I mean, incredible array of weapons. He's bringing back that entire Tampa Bay Buccaneers Super Bowl team. That's why I'm higher on Tom Brady in 2021 than Aaron Rodgers. And it's crazy to talk about a 44-year-old quarterback being this good. But I really think Tom Brady has a legitimate chance to win MVP in 2021. And Aaron Rodgers has a legit chance too. But I just, if I'm picking one quarterback to win that one game between these two guys, I'm still taking Tom Brady. And obviously, my number one quarterback in 2021 is Patrick Mahomes? There's no surprise here. Patrick Mahomes has been—I mean, he's changed the game. Uh, he's the most talented quarterback I've ever, I've ever witnessed uh, in 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 my life. And genuinely, talent-wise, I've never seen a player like Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I'm excited to watch his career. And I was I was listening to a podcast recently, and they talked about how how. There's gonna be because quarterbacks play for twenty years, we get to see different different um you know versions of quarterbacks. Because there'll be a time ten years, you know, not even that far down the line, five years from now, Tyree Hill, Travis Kelsey, those guys aren't there in Kansas City anymore. And we have to see, you know, Patrick Mahomes develop into potentially a whole new quarterback. And I'm so excited to be able to have a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, this generational talent, that we just get to watch develop. I mean, develop might not even be the right word because he is obviously so developed. He's the best quarterback in football. But just... Adapt and and overcome some things, and just and just change the way he plays the quarterback position. And he does it so well now. But you know, just you know, as he gets older and his athleticism isn't there, just to see how he changes, how he gets smarter. Uh, he's talked about how he doesn't even fully know how to read defenses yet. And and just I I mean, people who there's a there's a lot of people on the internet that like to like to you know say oh yeah uh, Patrick Mahomes is just a product of Travis Kelsey Tyreek Hill and you know people just like they are so quick to hate on the really good players and I would say just enjoy it because if you hate Patrick Mahomes you're just gonna have a miserable next 20 years of watching football believe me I spent the majority of my young life uh Hating Tom Brady, hating the Patriots, and it's just a miserable experience because they're just gonna win. Patrick Mahomes is just gonna win. He's the best quarterback in the NFL. Just get on board, root for him. And I understand if you're a team in his division, uh, you know, you're the you're a Broncos fan, you're a Raiders fan, a Chargers fan. It's not that easy. You can't just root for him. But it's just it's so darn hard not to love Patrick Mahomes. He's amazing, and that's why he's my number one quarterback in the NFL. And a few guys that just missed the cut. Uh, of my top 10 quarterbacks real quick before we end the show, uh, Baker Mayfield just, I, I was tempted to potentially put, I'm high on Baker Mayfield. I think he's going to have a really good season. I think the Browns are going to be really good. Um, Kyler Murray, uh, who I thought potentially could have, you know, he was one of my dark horse MVP candidates last year. And I think a lot of people felt that way. I just haven't seen it enough from Cliff Kingsbury and from that offense um, and then guys like Derek Carr, Matt Ryan, you know, I didn't, those are guys that I just, they're not quite there as top 10 NFL quarterbacks. Uh, Derek Carr, I think is better uh, than, a, you know, better than people give him credit for. for. Uh, Joe Burrow, I kind of consider, but I just, you got to see a little bit more. And, and, you know, the news coming out of training camp hasn't been great and we just don't know if he's healthy, and you know these are guys that just the you know too many question marks for these guys to be on on the top ten. But the, it's interesting to see when you do a top ten, just how you know some of these guys might be better than you think. Like Ryan Tannehill, you don't think of as, as a top ten quarterback, but I legitimately I, I would take Ryan Tannehill Tannehill in twenty twenty one. Now let's let's let's. Keep that in mind. In 2021, I would take Ryan Tannehill over Matt Ryan. I would take him over Baker Mayfield. I would take him over Joe Burrow. I would take him over Derek Carr. And I would take him over probably Kyler Murray. And in again, this is in 2021. If, if we're speaking of the future, obviously I want Kyler Murray. Obviously I want Joe Burrow or Baker Mayfield. You know, But in 2021, I think Ryan Tannehill is a better quarterback than those guys. But that's going to wrap up this week's show. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Um the NFL season is so close. Uh the preseason is over. Uh next week we're gonna be talking about uh the, the 2021 NFL season. We're gonna be review uh previewing rather the entire 2021 NFL season. Uh just going over a- awards, potentially going over you know who we think is gonna win the divisions, probably a Super Bowl prediction, and we might, we just might. Have a special guest next week to help me out with all this. Looking forward to that. But if you guys enjoy the show, make sure you guys rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Leave us a good review or a bad review as long as it's a five-star rating. Like we said, you can put something nasty in there. We don't care. Uh, well, we care a little bit You know, try to say something nice But as long as you give us that five-star review Subscribe If you subscribe to the podcast It literally automatically downloads every Wednesday When we release a new episode Make sure you guys tune in every Wednesday For new episodes uh, Follow us on Instagram and Twitter At underscore average Joe Show um, And yeah, thanks thanks so much for the support uh, Make sure you guys share this with your friends uh, The NFL season is oh so close two starting um and we're really excited about that but that wraps up this week's show and we will as always catch you guys on the next one